0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Modern Nerd. I am Sir Slice Thirteen.
1: Oh, were we no. really doing it now. I thought we were just. I'm talking doing
0: about it. That it. was it. I'm dropping in because we already <laughs> had a preamble. <laughs> You're I'm, confused, I'm, Smarch. I'm Look at his brain. <laughs> it's fine. I'm GJC. And you, You've confused. And him. We are, as always, massive nerds. So uh, as you're well aware, we are going to be revisiting some uh, of an old topic that we had uh, of villains and antagonists in movies, Uh, because it is uh, by the time this goes on to the YouTube, it will have been almost exactly one year since our first YouTube live. Uh, that or, or at least a video so uh, uh, thank you everyone who has watched and been with us since then thank you even more to everyone who's been with us since before that for just the Spotify and Podbean and all that stuff so you can still go back and see a full library of all our episodes uh, it, it, there's everything from interviews to just me and Dan to me Dan and George to then it starts with the video so Thank you everyone. Make sure that you like and subscribe everywhere that you possibly scan uh can. Uh you know, follow it on Spotify. Follow it on uh, uh YouTube. Uh I'll make sure it, you Dad. give George a follow here. <laughs> follow all of our, our socials that you got right here. So um, again, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, we're happy to have you. And this week, a special shout out uh, for our wonderful background that we have here. Uh, my sister Maggie uh, gave us an assist on finding uh, Senor Merchandise's photo. Uh, so that was a, f- a fun little journey this morning. Um, and as you can see, we're it's like a walk down memory lane. We're kind of just gonna play this one fast and loose. And this was us all in high school. Now, uh, uh, I won't say where, but we Lynch. all went to the same school, George and I the same year, and Danny, the year behind us, and so we thought we'd give you a little look into our lives and what we used to be. Um, so enjoy the visuals as we uh, walk down memory lane and talk about villains and antagonists from an old episode. Before we do that, uh, there has been a, there's some big developments uh, in the lines of Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, everything that i every single social media outlet that i tune into uh has the canceled batgirl movie uh which we just we talked about on one of the streams earlier when we were playing stardew um but uh uh, the greater implications is more what i'm i'm getting at because track record would have shown this probably wouldn't have been a great movie uh but you know it's sad that all the hard work that these people put into the actors the writers the directors uh uh, cinematographers that their work won't get shown ultimately uh their art deserves to be seen whether it's loved or hated is up to everybody else but they're they worked on it and i think it should get its, its due due time uh whether it's on the streaming service or not but um warner discovery has has pulled they also canceled scoob there was a second scoob movie from the uh, earlier one that they pulled from that, that they just canceled um that was also almost completely finished uh but they pulled five movies or six uh that were hbo original hbo max originals uh from their service from their streaming service so uh it it, it seems as though discovery really was never uh excited about hbo max so it it seems like there's a big power shift happening over in warner discovery whatever you want to call it um whether that's going to be good or bad i don't know uh the last time you know a studio was like oh this movie's not going to be great they made a different version of a movie and we got the suicide squad the first one so you know when studios decide what's good or bad it's usually wrong because they're not artists they're paper pushers looking for a dollar to come back. So why they canceled this, I don't know. Uh, But uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully there is some good that comes from it in the long term for, specifically for us, for the DCEU, because it has just been complete shambles. Um, Thoughts? Feelings about this this shift that we've literally been telling them so to funny, do. Yeah. For <laughs> so because you long.
1: laughing was making me laugh. <laughs> I was I was like laughing at you laughing. I was laughing
2: because Tim had a Freudian slip and said the word "scan" uh, when doing his intro. And that was uh, <laughs> an accidental, but still maybe intentional. Thanks to, to Mags for on uh, an the Um I was watching well, you laugh, and I was, I was like, I was laughing. This is at modern you laughing. We and do everything you we scan to make you laugh, and <laughs> uh, um, so that's what I was laughing. At. Uh, as far as as far you as you enjoyed as it so
1: much, that's why I was I, it was very funny.
2: He just kept going, and he played it off, and I was like, nope, I caught it. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. But DC. I don't know, man. I mean, George, burn, burn, burn it down, dude. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't care anymore. And it's fine, dude. If this is a big change, cool. Move forward. Get past all this crap. I've been saying this um, for years. You know, you know, I hope they keep some of the original actors. I feel like a lot of them are good at what they they do. Momoa is Aquaman. Uh, Cavill is Superman. Um beyond that i don't you know I, I oh and gal is is Wonder Woman beyond that, I don't really you know do what you have to do let's 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 uh Affle has a new spot. and rise from the ashes apparently he's back
0: uh Affleck? is is back one one last time that j-lo
2: hype
0: let's go he was living in
1: 1999 again (laughs) (laughs) let's go
0: i don't what movie was it he said he was gonna be in was it blue beetle or there's another movie that 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 other than flashpoint that he's like yeah i'll do it and he's like a little cameo in i don't remember i I just announced it too that's how much we care is we forget they made us not
2: care i mean whatever
0: I wouldn't keep anyone. I, I I liked a lot of them, but just ground. Don't leave us with any taste in our mouth. Start fresh, new characters, new actors across the board, because otherwise it'll be like, is this part of the last one? Cabell did all well, these. Well, this is the problem,
1: right? This is the problem from the beginning. Is is the shortsightedness of the of the company in general and of the way they want sizes, right? They they like marvel kevin i mean a big credit to kevin and also um john um Varvaro that they had the vision of what it is that they wanted to like the way they want to work and the way they want to build the universe they knew it couldn't be done overnight do you know what i'm saying that that kind of success had to be done one piece at a time in order for it to build up to the right climax like an avengers movie but unfortunately warner brothers never had like they took shortcuts they never had that intention to like build a piece by piece they're like oh shit, we needed an Avengers style ip and so they just threw in justice league way too early but without building the pieces properly without any foresight into the larger arc of the story before they even did avengers 1 Joss Whedon knew what they were going to do for Ultron. That's how far ahead they were planning before they even filmed Avengers 1. And when they approached Joss, they were already like, this is the plan. And then he's like, by he's like, I'll come on board to this. He said to John and Kevin, I'll come on board on this, but my condition is that like, I get to do Ultron. And they were like, deal. So by the time Joss Whedon had signed on to do Avengers 1, they had already figured out what they were going to do all the way through to Ultron. So like, yeah. The foresight that they needed to have required them to plan it piece by piece by piece in order to to create something as uh, anywhere close to what Marvel had. But DC never wanted to make that investment in the first place. And this is is the the, the result of the short sightedness is that they knew this was going to crash and burn in like 10 years max. Within a 10 year span, this franchise would not work out. They knew that because they needed the quick money fast, and they wanted to get on the superhero train. And the reason why they probably chose this decision is because they're like, "Who knows if people are still going to be watching superhero in fifteen in ten years?" Well, they're wrong because people have been watching superheroes now for fifteen or more. Like, yeah, they made yeah. the short bet and they ne- it didn't pay out. You know, it made it pay out in like short little bursts, but in general, it didn't pay out in the long run. And now they're having to restart everything. Everything. And this time, they after they restarted, they choose to do it right and do it piece by piece. Whether that's like with some of the old actors, some of the new actors. Um, that's their decision, you know. But I, the only thing that I really don't want them to touch is the best part <laughs> of the DC. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> His fucking Peacemaker. I don't want them to touch that at all. <laughs> at all. Do not leave John Cena alone. He's the best thing you got going if they can make a I mean, whole entire honestly, MCU just... around John Cena or a DCU around John Cena and like Peacemaker, <laughs> that'd be fucking hilarious. M- make it around, make it
0: around James Gunn. Like if they need a helmer, like why not? Like I don't pick someone you want to other. Make that, than that kind Zach of commitment. <laughs> Zack Snyder was not. He was their guy, and I'm like, it's you. Do guys do know Zack Snyder's not a storyteller? He's not. He's a visual guy. If you want some cool visuals, go to Zack Snyder. If that's what your intent is, do that. You know, go to go to him. Go to Michael Bay. Go to you know these types of directors. You got to know who you're getting can in we, bed with.
2: Can we get like a, a director to like and then hire Zack Snyder as like the visual effects supervisor or something? Because I really feel like he's got a lot of that down really well. Very he well. Not, he does not have the other shit down so well, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like he would could be utilized in a really great manner uh and so' because so far he is not good, and I don't you know it's uh he's got the eye candy and he's got some draw and he's got passion, but like it's not anyway that's what i that's what I think should happen personally yeah
0: I mean I agree uh yeah, I think he would be good in, in that role and and Honestly, like if they had just left him alone and and just let it let it play out, just let it let the train wreck happen, maybe it would have actually, in the end, come together. There's there's a writer, um, called Grant Morrison, uh, for comic books who, who's done a lot of the source material that these guys are are pulling from, and. I, I want to say Grant Morrison. I hope I'm doing the right person. He's very stream of consciousness. It's very much like I'm just going to have things come out of my mind and onto the page. And while you're reading it, you're kind of like you're, you're saying to yourself, where is this all going? The difference is, though, with him, with with Morrison, it all really does come together in the end. Like the ending just of the ends, justify the means in that particular case. And maybe just maybe his original plan for the event Avengers, uh, justice league, um, trilogy or whatever he was going to do, would have paid off with the overall story that that may have worked. We don't know. We will never know. And, and that was the premise behind the Snyder cut, uh, of why everyone wanted it is because they're like, fuck it, give him a chance. What the hell else are you guys going to do? Fuck up something else. You know, like,
2: uh, come on. There's, so, you know, you know, something fascinating. There's been a lot of evidence to support recently that the amount of bots uh, pushing the, you know, the Snyder, Snyder Cut, cut uh, are, were more than like triple the what the average are. Yeah. Uh, it was like, I don't even know. I don't know if it was, tw- I don't want to say 25%. I think it was less, but it was still like, like the average would be like for a movie, it would be like five to six percent. This was like above like fifteen percent of bots just like yeah. spamming like the hashtag like you know give us the Snyder cut. I mean, hey, we uh, got it. So whatever. I mean, I'm not too mad. I I definitely enjoyed that version more. That what's funny is that we never would have seen that version uh, if he continued to direct. Uh, yeah. So it's fascinating how it played out. But I, you know, it, it's <laughs> everyone saying like restore the Snyder verse like. Uh, yeah, careful what you wish for, man. I mean, I, I don't, it's, it, is, it is cool to see uh, this, you know, our kind of like nerd culture have such a strong voice. Uh, you know, the two that come to mind are, you know, the Snyder Cut and, you know, the reaction to the initial Sonic trailer. Yeah. Uh, and it's cool to see that. But I, I, you know, I'm glad that those are two examples that played out. I am scared to see what might happen. You know, I mean an example that comes to mind of a bad reaction would be Star Wars episode 9. Yeah. Um the, with great power comes great responsibility and I'm I don't know how often these things should be given into. I mean, you think about what we really got and what we demanded and like we demanded a better Sonic. It's like, yeah. We got got a better Sonic looking like okay like like pick your battles man yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> is that the hill we wanted to die on because now it's over you know um you know what I mean? yeah i don't uh i mean good We're for sonic movies. good for jim carrey and all of them and it was cool to see the original voice actor that plays tales cast in the second movie i was happy about i haven't that, seen but, the second one yet um i haven't seen either uh i, I i've seen but the second i, I it's it's I'm a little scared. A little scared to see what 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 happened when when a voice is so strong, and I'm afraid. I'm afraid the nerd culture is going to receive a uh, a harsh lesson someday, demanding something and getting like something exactly what they asked for, and then going, "Oh no, oh god." Well, it did, man. And you said it was episode nine, right? Well, I don't know. It won't (laughs) happen again. I would. Um, I don't know. I'm. I have. come Besides, I, I don't know. Per, me personally, i I've washed my hands of Star Wars minus Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Like, i officially let, on record. I am not watching anymore. Like, I'm no not watching shows, Andor. I'll tell you that. I'm not. No more shows. No more movies. I'm watching the rest of the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and then sunsetting it.
0: Um. Here's my hot take on on the Warner Brothers. I think the only reason we got Zack Snyder Snyder cut was because they were already in. Uh, talks to do the Discovery merger and so the previous execs were like fuck it, just give it to them it, spend all the money, we're selling the fucking company anyway, who gives a shit, you know what I mean Like, and now we're under new leadership and Discovery's doing literally the opposite, being like, no fuck you we almost finished a movie but we're gonna, we're 90 million dollars in and the literally principal photography is over and we're not gonna give you the movie and it's just like, okay, alright be that way, you win. Oh. Um, fuck me. Um, all right, so, the bulk. Who's ready for some villains, some antagonists? Now, the last time we did this, it was a two-parter, and it went off the rails. We went, we talked about like every villain in movie history. Uh, which was way too much. It's two episodes. If you really want to go back and watch it, it's actually, it. we had a lot of fun doing it and there's a lot of passion in it and there's a lot of great conversations and we're going to revisit some of the conversations. And obviously there's going to be some overlap in the villains, but there's going to be some new ones too. And some new, uh, new perspective on the conversation and, and everything. So we have a third member now who we're really hoping uh, will have some interesting uh, input on, on the subject matter. Um, not really (laughs) good we're off to a great start for me the more interesting part of the last time we did this was yes I loved talking about some of the villains and some of the great performances we got and some of the ones we hated like not just like that was a horrible performance but like as previous mentioned was like you know like a Dolores Umbridge or, or the woman from the mist where they're just like fanaticals and they are just just every ounce of everything they say makes you want to like just burn them alive. Like they're just like, it just invokes such rage and such just dispassion or whatever the word is for these people that like, that's a really, really well-written character. And it's a really like those, I think, as we, you may have heard in the beginning of this before the, the intro was like, those are actually kind of hard to find We were trying to think of a lot of those characters, and really only a handful kind of came up. I had to put up like a pretty strong argument for Frank Costello from The Departed, who's like a horrible piece of shit, but like he didn't necessarily have that whole like I want this person to die. Dan brought up a good one, so Dan, why don't why don't you take one of of those from the new new show that we like? Um,
2: Okay, well, so we talked a lot about you know uh, villains with. we despise, and I'm a very strong uh, advocate of villains who we truly want to lose. We can't wait to see them lose their battle, um, and I think that's what really is important to me. Invoking a strong sense of feeling, watching those movies. Uh, it's easy to uh, talk about. I mean, when you say villain, the first when you say good villain, the first villain that pops into my head is like the Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker, just very. Fun to watch. Uh, I can't, I'm sure many of us in this chat right now have watched only Joker scenes, uh, rewatching The Dark Knight because he is a joy to watch. Uh, he is a he is a craftsman that worked very hard and uh, too hard uh, on a role that uh, ultimately uh, took a massive toll on his mental health, and he gave us one of the if not the greatest performance in a comic book movie of all ever um i love watching him i don't hate him watching that movie because he's so fun to watch you can't wait to see what he's going to do next uh i have I, I, <laughs> there are i mean so things like Dolores Umbridge or Nurse Ratchet or the Lady from the Mist pop up, and I'm kind of like, I really would like to uh, have one that's not a woman. I don't know if this is saying something about me. Uh, maybe I need to look inward a little more, but it's because they they use their women and villains and their women in movies tend to use uh, manipulation or, uh, or or you know or religious fanatics or there's like politics involved and those all invoke strong reactions in me because i don't like those things in real life and that makes me angry actually angry and so there's a different juxtaposition there the villain that i want to talk about uses literally everything uses all of those on top of the manipulation and politics and like a little bit of religion in there too uh he also uses his massive Physical strength, uh, not just like in person strength, but strength like uh, ever expanding around the globe, is Homelander. Holy crap. Uh, Tell me the actor's name, Tim. Anthony Starr. Anthony Starr. Holy shnikes. I have not wanted someone to go down like this. I don't think ever. And I think the fact that it's a show and it's so consistently well done. We keep watching and we keep waiting and we keep like we are invested in this. This to call him a man is an insult to men to this <laughs> thing's downfall. Uh, I. It, which is great, of course, because the actor is, a, you know, supposedly a tremendously nice person, which is how these things tend to go. Um, he, he man, is he nailing it, uh, you know, and it's a true a testament to the writers as, as, as well. And the directing. Uh, I, man, it, I will say there is, to me, it, it, I tend to lose a little bit of the feeling uh, when getting immersed. When you learn about a villain, when you get a villain's backstory, they can still be a good villain, uh, but you feel. You don't feel as, uh you don't want them to fail as much. You kind of learn them. You kind of go, oh, I see they're coming from uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther. Great example. Great villain. Great example. You definitely very. You empathize with him and he is still does a good job. Uh, and I don't I don't think again, I don't think what makes good a good villain the name to be hated. I that's not what I'm saying. I just I value that personally. And to me. Uh, Anthony Starr's Homelander is knocking it out of the park on all fronts, even if, you know, he is a joy to watch as well, and you still just want this dude to go down. And it's, uh, I, I, man, uh, I don't, I can't, I honestly can't think of anyone else that I, like, despise more than him, I think. And even still, we still learn about him a little bit. We still have gotten tits tits and pieces bits and pieces uh, about his backstory and now his you know there's you know spoilers there's a little bit of a generational line happening right now at the end of the last season which we is we already spoiled up, that uh, well I'm just saying in case you know people haven't watched um, but uh, it's gonna I gotta say you can't help but feel for him sometimes and still want him to fail that is the sign of a good villain
0: yeah. in my opinion george had a good one earlier we were talking about from uh, the tarantino movies well from the one george. from like from tajango andy
1: mr yeah. candy
0: yeah yeah i think mean, that's that's a good example uh, of that <laughs> as well because Leo,
1: he... like i mean i had like no sympathy for mr candy no no you know, None but like whatsoever. he is one of the my favorite villains because it's like maybe it's because it's not even like I'm... Uh, maybe it's like uh, emotional range-wise or like not in range-wise but like investment-wise and in things in general. It's hard for me to find like a villain that I truly like truly hate. And maybe that's just the way that villains are portrayed nowadays on TV and in, in movies and stuff is that like most of them are like they try to... F- to bring a second, you know, like make them somewhat sympathetic so that they're realistic or at least people can relate to them. You know, that's the trend. So I think most villains these days have a little bit more depth because sometimes it's really boring just to have a, 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 a a purely like evil human being. I think it's like, and not boring so much, but it's when you're a kid, a villain on, screen typically is very black and white you're either a good guy or
2: a bad guy
1: you know but as you get older you learn that the world is not is in grays it's not in black and white and the reason why understand
2: why villains are the way that they are
1: exactly and the or you expect to understand you understand that people aren't just born evil at least the vast majority of people in general so like as you get older and you realize and you want more realistic entertainment naturally you're not going to look for something as black and white as you did when you were a kid so things are going to be presented to you in grace because as an adult you learn that life is in grace not ever in black and white so that's why i think uh in an adult screen adaptations of whatever whether it's cartoons more adult cartoons or more um omni man yeah like all these things have like scales It's all just a shifting scale of, you know, of of empathy for a villain. It's very rare that it's, like, all the way out of 10, where it's, like, you'd have zero, like, you're, like, zero. I don't want to help this guy at all. Like, zero love, zero empathy for him. It's very rare. Most people push it to, like, you can get to, like, maybe a 9 very solidly. And I would say Leo, Monsieur Candy, is very close to, like, a 9.5 to 10, like. Yeah, that's where he's at but that's a very rare rare yeah, rare case you have a 10 then. like he, he's me. pretty damn fucking close to a t- as close to a 10 as i can think off the top of my head but like most most writers and most people who write for villains i think at least in the for like adult and uh like audiences is try to write it close to like a seven or an eight you know, they might push the nine envelope, but usually, to play it safe, they don't go past eight. You know what I'm saying? They're like, there's a, there's at least, there's. You see the evil, and you're like, he's a bad guy, and you can clearly identify that. But, like, because we're writing for a, you know, an older audience, you need to find a way to somehow have empathy and make him more realistic, because that's how you make him more realistic. That's the easiest way to make a villain more realistic in the audience's mind is for you to empathize with him whether he's like yeah. fucking you know holding two boats hostage to like you know whatever it is as if there's any bit of re- like empathy that you feel for him that's how they're going to get you to feel like he's more realistic despite whatever world he's living in you know and the way for joker who i love using you know Dan brought him up i love using him as like a, a a, 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 a like kind of a standard is that like all the stories that he was telling, whether they were real or not, there was a small part of you that believed every story he told you, even though his background story he told, he told you was different every time. Great, and that is the empathy true. that you felt for him. True. Is that like, there is something you, whether those stories are not true or not, there is something about him, about his origin, that, that messed this poor this man up to turn they, him into what were he is now. real to him. Yeah, they were real the to him. Exactly. Yeah. Something happened to him. Well, that much is obvious. So... Even if you go into like his comic origin,
0: the more the more common comic origin, because even in the comic books, it's changed and it's it's been all crazy, which is why they did what they did in the movie. But when like you look at like the original, it's closer to the Arthur Fleck, uh, uh Joaquin Phoenix, where he he was actually a like a down on his luck comedian, someone who was trying to, you know, make a name for himself, and it it turns from there in the comics to be more like uh he's failed he's ridiculed his wife hates him like all this shit is going wrong for him and then he gets suckered into uh, a life of crime you know pulling one big job as the red hood with that stupid pill and cape head that he has on um and and ends up being like you know the the scapegoat for the mob and then being tossed into the vat of acid like even that little story can kind of make you feel for the, for for weirdly for the Joker. You know, obviously who he becomes and who he is and what he represents is you know chaotic. And at, at 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 its finest descri- description is more chaotic than anything. He's he's what is it? You know that that scale chaotic evil um is, is more the Joker because he he's not in it for any glory. He's not in it for power he's not in it for you know it's it's michael kane best said like some people just want to watch the world burn there's no reason behind what quote. he does and so that makes as as i agree with george a great medium point for where you you put like your needle for the villains i think he'd be like at like a solid like 5 right in the middle you know like there's enough sympathy for where you're going to be able to relate to him but yet he's still yeah, he's the bad guy. There's no question about that. But like you lean into Killmonger or other, you know, comic book villains where they're going to lean a little bit more like I'd put Killmonger like at like a 3. A 2. He's not you look at his intent and his t- intent it's in it, itself is not evil. Yeah. It's not evil at all. It's the um uh the means. It's how he's doing it. His uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for here? Um
2: The means is a good way of putting it. Yeah.
0: The way he's going about it, his actions are what's evil and not his intent. So it's a very mixed bag. And I think today, like we were talking about today's moviegoer, book reader, uh, a comic book reader, whatever it is, they need more than just... A ten, like George was saying, I think yeah. that a ten can work when you have. I keep saying Dolores uh, uh, Umbridge, but I hate her more than anybody in movie history. So, you know, uh, but like wait, that's well, all right. But wait, that's for that's the
1: audience for Harry Potter. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is Harry Potter somewhat like Harry Potter's brilliance is that it's able to sprinkle a little bit of that in there? It has the ten yeah. villains, but then it I'm, also has the nines and on. the sevens and the twos. Wait, like, hold on, for I'm missing me, something. A 10 what's, what is, is the ten? Like,
0: what is it's this, like a what person that you just is like on the hate scale you hate them so like, you have mil- you, you, have, you okay. can't
2: sympathize yeah. for them
0: whatsoever yeah. okay like okay. just i i want this person to die in the most brutal of fashions yeah, you yeah. Know? and like no it's, sympathy it's for him like yeah. you can't whatsoever. see it from
1: his perspective and you're not willing to like yeah he's just yeah that's as bad as and it's then, gonna get
0: there's a lot that like blur I, the lines you know i I'd i say, have
2: i have a segue here actually yeah do it i so george is talking about calvin candy and um i admittedly had not as much hate for him not because of anything that happened but because i think i just like um leonardo DiCaprio as an actor uh and i think he's a joy to watch and you know you learn about the whole when he broke the glass in his hand and that's his real blood that he wipes on Kerry washington like that's that's who that's uh, I mean, you just uh, you, you go back and you're watching and you're kind of like you could say you're drawn away from it. Uh, maybe the immersion a little, but it doesn't matter because that's just that, you know, that's Quentin Tarantino saying, keep going. Like, yeah, you can look at that take and see some people kind of looking around like, <laughs> but he they kept going. And that, you know, that's uh, legends are made that way. And I like seeing. Him as a villain. And that's something that a lot of like big, you know, some of the biggest names in acting seemingly refuse to do. And but when they do, it's oh, it's amazing. It's so great to see. I, and I think of some of the big names who will not do villain roles anymore. And a name that comes to mind uh, when he was a villain once before and it was, in my opinion, his greatest performance is Tom Cruise an Interview with a Vampire great villain. I mean, I guess you could say maybe he wasn't the villain, but to me he was. And there's a little there's a little bit of empathy in there, you know, because he was, you know, like so many before him, it's like he was given a choice, it seems or I forget exactly. Maybe I'm wrong about that. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I just remember thinking he is killing it. This is like some really great twisted kind of like he tapped into something there that i don't think we've seen him tap into since then and i want more of that i i think he is capable of being a, a truly menacing villain and i think there are a lot of actors in hollywood that have that ability as well but they're no no, no their agent doesn't want doesn't want them to be typecast or fall in that vat and wants them to be leading man material quote unquote um, and that breaks my heart a little because I feel like I can't think of any others off the top of my head. But uh, I loved Interview with the Vampire, and I don't think we'll ever see Tom Cruise uh, cast himself as a villain. Uh, well, because again. he's a villain in real life, so he doesn't <laughs> <Right>? portray himself <laughs> on screen. So, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just there's a lot of great actors out there I wish would do that because I think we would get something truly magical like a Monsieur Calvin Candy. Um, that's so. That's it.
0: Uh, that's a, a a weird segue. Did did anybody watch The Gray Man yet? I'm I'm not going to go into any details or anything. Um, from the trailer, it's you know basically, uh, Ryan Gosling against uh Chris Evans, and Evans is the bad guy, and it's it's I I just had it, you I just enjoyed watching him in that role. Like go back to, uh, Knives Out even where where evans is is the bad guy like he's he's he, he's charming he's he's uh but like evil you know and like it it it, it goes to say that there's some actors who when they give into it it's it's good you know there's a, a great bad role. guy in scott Pilgrim <laughs> yeah he was the bad guy in he, scott was oh, he was funny okay yeah he was he was funny i mean evans has charm though he, he's gonna bring that to everything he does um, there's a, <laughs> there's like, a really can't. interesting movie uh with with him Oh, I'm gonna forget what it's called, but it's him and Jessica Biel. If you go look it up, uh, he basically goes to a party to get his ex girlfriend back, and he locks himself in the bathroom and starts doing a bunch of blow uh, and coke and stuff like that. And so it, it it's a it's a really interesting movie because it, it jumps around in the, in the timeline uh, uh, Blue like of the history. Hmm. Blue no, Velvet? no, oh, it oh. it no, it's it's different. It's but like it's him as like an obsessive type character, and he was really good at. It, it was my first. Uh, viewing of him. I saw it long before I saw him as Captain America, so when they were like, oh yeah, this guy, I'm like, I'm the guy from that movie? The The first movie you saw him
2: in was not another teen movie. Mm, Could have been. Maybe. probably was. I'm almost positive. Uh, (laughs) That's the first movie any one of us saw him in. When he was basically Captain America. (laughs) Pretty much. I
0: want to pull up his IMDb because I really want to uh, drop the name of this movie that was really good. I, I want to say
2: it came out before that. I would be very surprised. Um, Not another team movie. came out while we were in high school. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see what this movie is. London.
0: It was London. Oh, and it was definitely after. It was yeah. 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, but go see London if you get a chance. Uh, it's it's a, it's a much different role for people like that. And it just is goes a villain in that movie. That's where it becomes the difference between. That's where I want to talk about is perspective of 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 movies and and who can be perceived as the villain, the antagonist, whatever you will. Because some movies I don't feel have villains per se; they have yeah. someone who is an antagonist and who is you know you're not supposed to be rooting for. But not everything is that exi- like black and white of a conflict that you have good versus bad. There's like you were saying earlier, grays. But like you know, he's. Is he in the right for doing what he does? I, I don't think so. You know, he locks himself in the bathroom and has a cocaine-fueled hissy fit. You know, like uh, it—it's not doesn't sound like the good guy in this in this story. Is he the main character? Yes. Does that make him the protagonist? I don't think so. Uh, in this particular case, so you know, it—it—it's it, kind of there's that blurred line, uh, in a lot of things where, uh, it's, where is good and evil? Where is good versus bad? Does everything need to have that particular conflict? You know, uh, I was watching the Orville and, uh, I was talking about like, you know, like what's the conflict going to be in this episode? And then it turns out there really wasn't conflict in an episode and with the tv show it's a lot easier to get away with having some having a movie without like a a a central conflict but like even like rom-coms have some sort of conflict it's usually a, a relationship conflict or disagreements or something like that and it becomes like you know, the audience then becomes split with like, whose side are they going to take? Are going to take the boyfriend side? Are going to take the girlfriend side? Husband, wife, are they going? So there's always some form of kind of conflict, and and in, in that regard, so where is when you when you pull perspective into it and you look at and I know you don't want to talk about this anymore, but there's no getting away from it. But like Star Wars is the prime example of perspective. If you were to look pre, forget the prequels, forget them because this argument kind of goes away when you take those into consideration. But you look at four, five, and six, and you think, like, you know, you got the rebels, and you got the empire. And there's an argument that, the, you know, people on the web are like, well, the empire actually are the good guys. They're trying to maintain order and stabilization and provide, you know, uh, a military defense, they're providing, you know, goods to the people, they're providing jobs, they're doing all these things, and the rebels are just trying to go back to the other way and cling on to power from the old ways, because there was a power shift. So if you were to write the story, and again, I know they wrote the story from the other point of view, sort of, but if you were to write the story from the Empire's point of view, the rebels suddenly become the bad guys. So it's kind of all about perspective, and some people, like, how you see the story being told, you know, like cowboys and Westerns, you know, there's literally movies like tombstone where the heroes are the law and the villains are the cowboys Where like 80% of the cow Westerns, the cowboys are the heroes and the law are the villains. So it's again, like, where does like perspective come in to play? Like what, what would be a different story? if things were told from a different point of view. I guess I kind of went off the rails here on my tangent a little bit, but like of some of these stories and 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 villains and stuff like that, like what if this what movies would be different if mm-hmm. they were told from a different point of view? Like it's a very interesting thought. I don't think there's any one well, like, answer we're going to. Well, like if you've get.
1: ever like this is like uh before it even became a screener thing. Like there was a a, a trend back in like I want to say the 90s. If you've ever if anyone's ever heard of Wicked, it's one of the most well-known stories, which is like it's the, the story plague? of the Wizard of Oz told from the perspective. Anyone heard of Wicked? <laughs> yeah, I mean like it's told, but that like kicked off a literary trend in like in where a lot of copycats started telling stories from different perspectives of the villain. Beowulf is another famous book as well where it talks about it's, it's the perspective. Beowulf with Grendel. Grendel was like a, a Like another story written about Beowulf's story but from the villain's perspective so it was like a big literary trend. Um, I think it's funny because um, like art and audiences I think have become more sophisticated and so they a lot of people try to take different perspectives of traditional stories so you will see more stories from a villain's perspective Like, I feel that's more common nowadays than it was back in the day. And then because of that, there's that wide range of sympathy we talked about. You know, we had like, if you want to compare it uh, here, here's somebody who does villains is, is Benedict Cumberbatch's Khan in Star Trek remake versus the Khan in the original one. It's such he a wide, so it's good. such a big difference because the Khan in the original one is clearly also a bad guy, but the thing is, is he's a very traditional like evil bad guy. There's like very rare, yeah. little sympathy for that version of Khan yes. in Star it's Trek. Really he's just like you know, you just fucking hate him. Like there's no like, I don't even feel sympathy for him. He's just a really bad guy. But the Khan in like that Cumberbatch has, which is played almost 20 years after the original, like I Boy think man. maybe more. Like he he brings a whole new depth to this character that you're like never really felt from the original version of star trek so it's like audiences since it's from its cinema history has also grown more sophisticated they don't like you can't have if you're gonna have black and white characters that are like purely evil like that you're gonna need to have layers of other ones as well right they can't be it's very rare for your main bad character to be like zero sympathy nowadays you have to have layers you really do because that's what i think the audience is expecting nowadays
0: you know segue right i think that's what we're missing in phase four of the mcu there's no who who's who's
2: you could the also say that yeah but we could also say that we don't have we didn't have much to begin with in the first phase of how evil someone was and we rarely yeah. got a good villain as it was and still got plenty of good movies out of it uh you know uh, some of the best ones uh were either one-offs or they uh or they ended up turning into an ally you know sometimes uh i don't think yeah that, that makes a difference like loki uh, that's loki, loki did such terrible fucking great things. example
1: like yeah. especially in the avengers he killed a bunch of people in the avengers he's like a straight-up war criminal mass murderer but yet for some reason people are able to look past that and feel such sympathy for him but he is a freaking mass murder he like destroyed downtown new york like yeah he killed like what's her name's dad like in the attack in new york like who did he kill um what's her name uh Kate bishop's dad oh yeah
0: yeah. Oh, right. Like, he's responsible
1: right. for killing. He may not have personally yeah. done it, but he's he brought the Chitari. Right. He caused the events of that. When he showed up when, on, in Avengers, he straight up just murked, like, 20 freaking S.H.I.E.L.D. agents right off the bat. Like, but somehow, we, like, Still, I mean, Marvel are audiences we Still, are able to, like, look past that and, right. like... Killed I, Agent I,
2: Coulson, I, which I don't know if you want kills to Kills Coulson, but, but I, mean, I mean, did
1: he kill Coulson? But kills Coulson! Yeah, he killed Coulson. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's a whole thing.
0: I mean, yeah. and that's we, and we, again, it's a great episode to talk about it because this is, we also revisited, uh, man. we talked about like character arcs, uh, at one point on, on one of our earlier episodes, if I'm not mistaken. And Loki has a great one. Obviously everyone yeah. for us knows that like our, our gauge of great character arcs is Zuko. But like, again, like it, the first time I watched Avatar, like I fucking hated Zuko. I was like this snivelly, whiny, annoying. annoying little son of a bitch. And by the end of it, I was like, I love you, Zuko. I missed yeah. you this whole time, and I didn't know it. Like it it's was very. Good. But so, they
1: changed, you
0: know,
2: his, his right. character and, and grew because his character at right, the beginning was like for an audience uh, that Anakin not... Skywalker.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It is. It is in almost in every way. It is. It starts out very sniveling and annoying. Had. You know, uh, well, I guess he doesn't switch to evil, but like, he, he,
0: it, he switches to
2: good, there's a, like there's a lot there, the moment he dies, <laughs> you know, so. Right, right. No, it's a, little, it's a little different, but I, so I have something to say, and it's not necessarily anything that like, I want to touch on too much, but it kind of ties into our, uh, I only, so we're like doing a year in review, and we got our, we got our yearbook pictures up, and uh, <laughs> I met Tim. At Blockbuster, when I started working there, though, I had admittedly kind of like chatted with him about video games for way too long. I kind of once in a while he would come over and I'd be looking for games. And he would just start talking. I'm in my head. I'm like, is this guy working? <laughs> like, <laughs> that was work for me, man. That was the um, sweetest gig I've ever had. And so, uh, you know, it would happen a lot. <laughs> nice. yes, Make it there a blockbuster night. Um, and I ended up working there. And that's how it's why I'm here today. We made some lifelong friendships and Something that kind of ties into what Tim was talking about before with perspective. Uh, there is a movie, though I don't want to go on record saying this is one of the great movies. I just, I, you we were talking about perspectives and it jumped in my head. And I had to look it up. A movie called Perfect Getaway. Oh, I love with, this movie with, with Timothy Oliphant. This movie switches perspectives of what is to be the perceived protagonist. To a different now your what is now your new protagonist. Because we learn about halfway through the movie that the protagonists you were with the entire time were in fact dun 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 the antagonists. Yeah, it's and great. It's I what a swerve. I, I don't the movie as a whole is fine. It but I for me, it was that like. What a swerve! I want more swerves, like and, like uh
0: Shyamalan swerves, not sh- not Shyamalan swerves.
2: swerves. Like I honestly, I Shyamalan has some great swerves. I'm not knocking the swerves. I'm knocking there. the movies. Okay, yeah,
0: he, he's the new John Williams with his his tired ass beats here. His, tired his ass, tired swerves. ass swerves. <laughs>
2: I so I just I kind of like I like <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I, I liked the difference between like you we were locked in with these characters like oh it can't be them they're the main characters but like they they were the bad guys. I want I want not like that kind of swerve sort of specifically but just like misdirection in movies I feel like is a really lost art. I really liked that a lot. Oh, from, oh can I a- that's
1: a good segue. I have something please please okay. That's a great segue because I wanted this kind of I wanted to talk about like um, villain hall of fames people who are like sure. we talked about people who don't ever want to be petty villains but people who are like great villains and I just want to say one of the best words that like somebody tried to do is with uh what's his name Ben Me- Mendelsohn Ben Mendelsohn he's like known for yeah, being know he's known for being a villain like in Ready Player One and Batman Begin a uh, Batman. Batman Star Wars. What no, what's the third Batman? Batman Night Rises. Uh he's a bad yeah, guy. He's Night in Rises. a Star Wars, he's in a bunch of movies typecasted as a villain. And then mm-hmm. in Captain Marvel, uh, yeah. Yeah. it made you think that the like everyone knows oh the Krees are, you know, like the history with the Kree in the comic right. books. It made you think yeah, the Kree yeah. were the bad guys. Okay. And it turned out they were not the bad guys. And they that perfectly found this guy who was typecast as a villain all the time in every fucking movie and they're like we're gonna bring you in and we're gonna use you for a swerve because everyone's gonna think you're a bad guy and it that, worked out kind of nicely you know like it, you kind of had suspicious yeah. feelings in the beginning but it wasn't until like at the full reveal you're like oh
2: they got us good because it's like right. this guy's like always typecast as a villain the, well the scrolls are always very villainous and yeah, everything else they've been portrayed exactly and and that was a really were, good swerve They were ready and waiting for that moment to happen and, and more and then movie and then nope and then nope, he belongs then on the nope. villain
1: hall of fame and another
2: person i want and so me and tim kind of ended the movie kind of like what Mm -hmm. just happened like so i i I still think it's a double bluff i still think we're luring in being lured in by them thinking that we, they are good uh but they but but as tim and george pointed out uh last time or two times before that's probably that's probably a much smaller sect of the squirrel race as an entirety and then
1: another person i just wanted to put in the hall of fame and then i'll stop is um Obviously, no, Gary like Oldman. Oh. Sorry,
0: Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman.
1: One of like oh, I- the one of the greatest villains. But the thing is, is he's played so many villains, and people love him so much now which, that people feel one, bad though? making him a villain.
0: No, the actor, like the actor, as oh, like he oh, is good at playing villains.
1: He's good. He's like he's ty- he for a long time was typecasted as playing a villain because he's just so good at playing a villain. You know, like he plays every, in almost every single fucking film for a long time. He was the bad guy. But the thing is, is like people he's love like him Nicholson. so much nowadays that they like feel bad making him like <laughs> casting him as the bad guy. They're like let's let's what? make him Jim Gordon. Let's 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 make <laughs> right. him you know. And that and that's another thing is serious black is kind of like an art imitate life type of thing. A serious black. They always knew that Gary Ullman is typecasted as a villain. And they're like, we need somebody who's mm-hmm. a villain. But then That's the swerve is that like, he actually is Harry's godfather. And that's like and he's so good. And he's so good he's, at both he's of them so because he was so scary movies. and menacing. So... And then and then the switch and then just makes you feel like, oh my god, this is guy he's... was the antagonist in the third story, in the third book, in the third movie, and he's the scary like foot soldier of Voldemort, second in command, and then this this complete one eighty, and you're like, Oh my god, this guy who I was running for uh, this whole entire dude. time is actually the guy who's been trying to save me. And that's another person. We need to talk about obviously is Severus Snape, somebody who you felt like you just fucking hated for a while for most of your there we go, most of Harry Potter. But then, like, and of course, obviously, Alan Rickman, you know, Hall of Fame villain, like, hall of fame villain, Alan Rickman, you know. And he was another man who's so beloved in Hollywood. People started feeling bad, typecasting him as a villain, because it's like we need to give him something else, because it's just like we love Alan so much, you know. Like, we stop making him the bad guy every film.
2: Rick he yeah. wasn't the bad guy as often as Gary Oldman. He was the bad guy a lot. He's, not he's obviously guy not guy Gary
1: Oldman uh, episode. Uh, you know, really, a lot of I'm his mad, old stuff. I'm he's having, villains too. He's I'm a, a bad guy. we calling him. He's, a,
0: and, he's evil in Sweeney Todd. He's evil in obviously. Well, he's good and evil in Harry Potter. He's a dick in Harry Potter. He's a dick um, <laughs> in Harry Potter. Is really what it he's, is. He's,
1: we all had a yeah. teacher we didn't like in school and he sure. he's obviously plays that to a T, you know
0: like and obviously yeah. he's he's not really a good guy in love actually you know not necessarily not the
2: bad guy there's no yeah
0: but i mean yeah. uh, perspectively to a lot of people he's not a good guy like at all in that movie because he's a cheater and there's a lot of people who are like nope you're done see you later i've written you off completely um, and those I'm-
2: people who say that fuck those people I wouldn't
0: as uh, as I a would. character.
2: Those are the people that say once a cheater, always a cheater, and that shit grinds my gears. Well, let's not get into that. Yeah, that's um, a whole another conversation. Um, I, um, uh, I, yeah, big ups to both Alan Rickman and uh, um, Gary Oldman. God, Gary Oldman just really captured the Zorg. love. Yeah. He feels for <laughs> 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 yeah. really, Some of the most
1: over-the-top, crazy villains. Zorg,
0: Zorgy, Zorg. like but only he could do that. Only he could have pulled it off. Good, my because tribute that movie, haircut, <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time. But that movie's ridiculous from start to finish, yeah, and only Oldman could ground that movie and that character and that villain. Oh, so good! Oh. So good. So,
1: any other villain Hall of Famers you want to add in, guys, feel free.
0: I mean, there's so many typecast villains, I mean, Hopkins. You know, and uh, is generally not a great guy in a lot of movies. Ever since he did Silence of the Lambs, well, um,
2: one that pops into my mind is uh, the is Theon in in the first uh, John Wick, and because sure. it was a nice for me, it was nice to feel hey for someone that didn't like do something like political or religious or or something. Oh. He 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 killed a dog, and it's like oh. You have to die now. <laughs> sure. Like that's like like you 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 killed a grieving man's like dog that like that's all you yeah. had left of her. Deserves like to you die. like you need to die. And they kind of dropped the ball on it, in my opinion, unfortunately. Uh he just kind of is like half killed uh with three quarters of the movie uh or one quarter movie left or I should say, and then it's kind of like the, the dad who <laughs> knew what was up like knew that this is like you shouldn't have done this like it just kind of like becomes like the auxiliary like bad guy by, by default like well I guess I killed the sub boss time to kill the main boss like it's, I was like that's too bad you, this could have been <laughs> a really satisfying ending to a really hated villain and you just kind of were like man he's dead now and then and you know, I don't think they've had a true, just uh, hateful villain since the first John Wick, in my opinion. It's him. fine though, you know. Yeah, everyone those... says that about the John movies, it's fine, it's fine. Like, that's not is this, why you're there. The, I know, but it's like, is this there, just, like, Kung all that matters? Like, it's fine, like, it can like, be. Like, that's me, what you like, want to all go you need into. It's just like, not, I guess so, but all you like, need is just like a little bit of passion and with like a villain. And I feel like those movies would be like way better. It's just kind of him going around, and it's like. Give me like a give me that passion in that first movie. Like give him a reason again. Like he's just like going around doing this shit. And I don't even know what's happening in the movies anymore. There's always the f- bring this thing to this thing. So you can have this thing to do this thing so that you can talk That's to this person. We'll give you a new thing. It's fucking it's fucking Skyrim with like things that we don't know what they do. Like here's a quest, bring me a quest. Oh, I'm on another quest. I'm off on this quest to get the quest for this new thing. And now we don't know what those the fucking the the yeah, fucking plot device the stuff There's In between device.
0: that is awesome,
2: <laughs> it is. Who cares? Like, I, think, I do because I think I feel like we could have like actual great like movies on our hands, and instead, like, we're like watching these echo sequences, and then when it's not happening, we're like back to looking on our phones some more. Like, these could be like some truly like legendary action movies, and I don't know, that's just me. I, I think great. they'll stand up. I, I, we'll an... do them until fans are tired of them, and I'm like, yeah, great. We're going great. to be doing these forever. Don't want to ever go out with a bang. Go out with a fizzle. Just fizzle all the way into the sunset.
0: Got you it. reminded me, not John Wick. Well, kind of John Wick. You, you were you were searching for a, a male villain other than uh, Homelander that you just passionately hated. Sure. Joffrey. Yeah, oh, I was going to say Game of Thrones is there, a sure. great Joffrey. place for you to look at the spectrum yeah. of people who you hate. You is. know,
1: like... Also, bulletins. uh... The Bolton's, you know, yeah, the phrase, uh, any of the like Bolton's people,
0: phrase. Sure. Tywin, no redeeming qualities.
1: Mm-hmm. There's, it's, it's, that's a good show to see, like the scale I will because, say yes, yeah, they got villains. Have, yeah, they have a huge wide range, right? Because they have even like people like Theon, and then you even have like they have a big overarching villain. You can even say with like, you know, the White Walkers, is which scene? is like zero. Like it's funny because like movies have Do antagonists who are more like forces of nature. Or like I see as natural disasters, and then there's antagonists that are like real human beings that are characters, right? So like the White Walkers are something that's so like such a large antagonist that feel like a force of nature. You know, it's like a zombie outbreak sure. or a fucking tornado, or it's it's not something that you can't almost fight against. You can just like hunker down and try to survive through, almost feels like, I, right? I don't and like go too
0: deep into Game of Thrones. Yeah. I but, never felt a threat from them.
1: Yeah, like that's what I point is it's such a huge like like there's no sympathy because how can you sympathize for zombies in that sense you know like like or how can you sympathize for like a tornado sympathize for like a tornado or a, you know like or a meteor coming issue like that's what it feels like for that but then it also has these sure. wide scales of like you know a joffrey a cersei uh uh you know and then you got the you know, almost like whoa what kind of sympathetic like boy who, man who pushed Like, child out a window, like, now suddenly, like, feels really bad to see him go at the very end. Like, you know, like, Theon, man who, like, killed all those people who raised him. Like, now you, like, kind of feel bad to see him go. It's just, like, that's honestly, like, say what you want about Game of Thrones. It gave you a very wide palette of good and bad. And maybe did a better job on the bad side sometimes than it did even on the good side, if you will. Yeah. They had a it lot was, of
0: a lot of grey characters. A lot of grey. And
1: it, it, it what the problem with that show is it got really complacent in turning bad guys into good guys. And when they had to do their reverse and turn a bad guy into a good guy, they fucked it all up because they had no they practice doing it. They did it and then it. undid it. <laughs> they had no they practice did, doing it.
0: <laughs> they did it perfectly until they didn't do it at all. And it and it just that sentence makes my brain hurt and watching and thinking about the arc of jamie lannister makes my brain hurt because it just made no sense whatsoever but oh, I again we could we could sit here
1: and put okay <laughs> well she did the opposite that's what i'm saying is they're very good at doing the the the, the from bad to good but they're not very good at doing from good to bad because <laughs> they didn't sure. really do a good they've never tried it you no, know the, they did no they... whatever not I don't think they
0: meant to the
1: <laughs> until they got to the end. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah not to get true. too deep into the game of the rounds,
0: but, um, cause... yeah, again, this one could go off the rails again, if we really wanted to, obviously we, we have a lot to say about these things. Um, but, uh, for, for the sake of what we said the other day, we are at an hour, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, anything you want to i don't add, really dan, i'm sorry i feel like
1: i don't have any no final well thoughts. we don't final talk about thoughts. game of thrones that's <laughs> of thrones, so <laughs> okay <we're> that's fine. <laughs> um anything else non-game of thrones you wanted to add dan i wanted to make sure no i
2: uh, now i'm just thinking about game of thrones and i just
1: villains There's... other vi- do nothing if, if, if
0: anyone watching feel free to chime in in the chat with your favorite villains uh if you're going to catch us on, Comment on sunday uh, on YouTube. please yeah, comment on YouTube. Let us know. I, I we will we will revisit all of these again. Uh, you know, and 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 talk about comments and, and reply to you guys the best that we possibly can. Um, we love hearing from you. Uh, so please uh, make sure to give it a like and subscribe, so you know when we are going live uh, and when a new episode drops on Sundays. And 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 hang out with us and and enjoy your days. Um, yeah, I, I got I got nothing else. Any sign offs for anybody? Anything?
2: This was mean? fun. I feel like we need to have a Game of Thrones episode, eventually, and, and, and just air grievances. We're also <laughs> waiting for a uh, like a Avatar Korra episode.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Maggie.
1: Those <laughs> other episodes we're waiting for. To Maggie. Um, to yeah, Maggie we're gonna we're gonna
0: do Legend of Korra. I feel like we're 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 right on the brink of doing a Harry Potter one as well because we we. We've We've talked about it well. several times in in many episodes and that and that can be a, a an interesting conversation politically yeah, and when just on now. the movies i yeah. yeah i mean i i'm there's it's crazy because there's so many conversations to be had that you can just talk about the differences between the books and the movies or you know the characters and the actors in the movies you know and we could talk about like what's happening now with the mythos with the writer the fucking author and like all this shit. there's a lot that can be said so Um, you know, stay tuned. We're gonna have another one for you next week. I I don't think we're gonna have a big review. I don't think anything drops that we're gonna wanna watch until maybe She Hulk, which is they moved to Thursdays, uh, because (laughs) there's another show that the Disney Corporation owns that's airing and they didn't wanna take away. It was like Dancing with the Stars, something stupid like that is airing on a Wednesday, and they're like, oh, we'll just move this to Thursday. (laughs) Um, so we gotta wait an extra day for that um but yeah i mean there's not a lot maybe we'll do a gray man review because that's mm. worth watching um i'm, down I'm gonna, for that, actually yeah it was it was just i enjoyed it i, I had a lot of fun watching it
2: and if you guys want to see uh nope we can talk about that as well
0: yeah that's something i'd go see yeah um but yeah you know uh thank you guys everyone who's been with us for this hour um we appreciate it and uh as always we have been the modern nerd and thank you for watching